Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. You know, that's why Egbert is the boss. He gets it right every time. He never messes up BJShow.co, unlike me, who struggles with that still to this day. What, after what, three months or something like that? Isn't it coming up in three months? 50 full episodes, and now we're on number 51. Oh, this is the Willie McGee episode. Number Willie 51, McGee. Brad. Mr. Mr. Baseball reference. Uh, that is John Combest, J-O-H-N, common spelling, first name. Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. I spell that out because that is the name of his website, johncombest.com. He is the guy who every single day toils early in the morning to put together the list of what he says are the top stories in the entire state of Missouri as far as politics, government, stuff like that is concerned. Sometimes just sort of crazy things. Occasionally you throw in crazy stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, what in Missouri is not crazy, Brad? We got, <laughs> we got plenty of crazy, including... The number two story today. Well, we need to move right along, and uh, <laughs> we need to bring in our official announcer, and his name is... I'm Casey Kasem. And he's so good at saying things like... Now on with the countdown. And then he says... In third place... And John does the third story. Lots of fireworks in Jefferson City yesterday. The Israeli Consul General made a speech to the General Assembly. He spoke in the Missouri House Chamber who what many people listening have visited, you can picture a packed house. And in the upper gallery, pro-Israel and pro-Palestine protesters, Brad. It was a raucous scene from what I understand. To be clear, I wasn't there firsthand, and I'm just viewing this stuff via pictures and multimedia. The speech was interrupted by a group of pro-Palestine protesters who one of whom succeeded in getting arrested which i think was was their point of these stunts and later on in the day the uh apac which is the american israel uh public affairs council you could think of them as a political action committee kind of a lobbying group a group dedicated to promoting israel here in the united states and american israel relations hosted a fundraiser the the golden nugget that you will see if you go to the Columbia, Missourian coverage that's on johncombest.com today, you'll see a picture of a, Palest- a pro-Palestinian protester attacking Jay Ashcroft. Physically uh, attacking Jay ahead. Ashcroft? Physically? Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing some sort of a – it looks like um, – I don't even know how to describe it. I, I don't know if you could describe it as a tackle. Somewhere between a tackle and a push, it's a still photograph. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold on a minute. This guy physically put hands on Jay Ashcroft, the Secretary yeah, of the State? Yeah, and then the next photo is him, is the protester laying face down being arrested. I would, so he, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go to Jefferson City and screw with the top elected officials. I mean, like, let's, okay, let's, let's do it this way. Wouldn't you say the Secretary of State is, like, top 10 in the state as far as officials are concerned? Oh, absolutely. I mean, maybe maybe even top five. Let's 
let's be honest. If, if you're a Democrat state rep or you're a Republican state rep, I don't care. Or you're an aide to one of these representatives. You don't go. You don't go attacking somebody. Well, yeah, I, mean, at, I mean, I mean, come on. Now here's 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 the problem. The problem is that unlike January sixth. This guy will probably be, he's probably out already, you know, probably oh, probably $100 yeah. bond, and he's out, you know, uh, hey, look what I did. I pushed, J- did he actually knock Jay Ashcroft to the ground? Or I'm, I'm not, it doesn't look like, like Jay was falling. I mean, it looks like, I would suggest folks go there and take a look at the picture. I'm guessing he just uh, roughed, him, roughed Jay up a little bit before he, was, before he was taken down right away. I mean, he's surrounded, the he here. Is the Palestinian protester is being surrounded by police? I'm assuming it was immediately. Of course, Brad. In this shot of Ashcroft being attacked, you have a number of people just standing there holding their cell phones up, and you can imagine they were cheering or offering some sort of play-by-play and color commentary. At well, the time. cheering or being upset, right? I mean, you know, I mean, you said it was equal. It was like half pro and half. Con protesters. Well, well right? outside of this fundraiser, though, you could imagine that the folks who were pro-Israel are inside the fundraiser. Oh, this was this was and a... they, they were getting at Ashcroft when he was walking into the fundraiser. Well, hold. This was at the fun fundraiser. This was not at the state capitol. Correct. It's not at the state capitol. This is the APAC reception. Okay, where? What was? What building was that? Do you know? Uh, it was. It was a fundraiser. I mean, it was. It was off the capitol grounds. But there I'm, were. I'm guessing it was at a restaurant. There were capitol security there, or just regular security. I think they were Jeff City Police. Jeff City Police. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the unique thing about this is that the man who attacked Jay Ashcroft is from a group, as I understand it, called the Mid Missouri Fellowship of Reconciliation. What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're clearly they're the coordinators of the protests, and they uh, clearly believe in fellowship and reconciliation. And what says reconciliation more than tackling somebody yeah, who I mean, you, you presume know, disagrees with you? Yeah, you reconcile things. You fellow, he's a buddy. You know, <laughs> you, hey, 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 buddy, you want to you want to take this reconciliation out in the parking lot? That's what they say, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all done a little we've all done a little reconciliation in our lives, yeah, haven't yeah. we, Brad? But hopefully, it hasn't turned violent. It might have turned physical when. We're reconciling, but that's a completely different show. Is it time for number two? It is. Up a notch to number two. Former state senator and state representative Maria Chappelle Nadal had a blockbuster yesterday. She is entering the first congressional district Democratic primary, and she will run against squad member Cori Bush and St. Louis County prosecuting attorney. Wesley Bell and the Democratic primary. So it is now at least a three-way dance for the 1st Congressional District. And there'll be more, don't you think? Yeah, there will definitely be more. So everybody at this point, political prognosticators and even provocateurs, are attempting to break down what Maria Chappelle Nadal's entrance into this race, who it hurts more, who it helps. You know, if the conventional wisdom would be, on one hand, having an additional anti-Bush candidate would hurt Wesley Bell, but also having another black female candidate in the race certainly doesn't help Cori Bush either. So it might be a wash. I mean, who knows? We, we won't know unless we get until we get some kind of good polling on this. I heard this yesterday, what you just talked about uh, on uh, 97.1, Mark Reardon show, and he called mm-hmm. her cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, is, she has been known for, uh, I mean, I think the best way to describe her over the years would be colorful. Yeah. She, and, you know, she described what, what the funniest line that she had. She described, <laughs> Wesley, I, I can't even say it without laughing. She described Wesley Bell as a Republican plant. 
Now, you can say a lot of things about Wesley Bell, and Republicans certainly have, but calling him a Republican plant is is far from accurate. In other words, she's essentially saying, and let's let's decode that, yeah. she's essentially saying he's an Oreo. Is that what essentially she's saying? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. I haven't heard that in a while, Brad. Well, and, yes, you could say, and for folks who don't know, should we explain it? Well, black on the outside, white on the inside. And yeah. The, and the idea yeah, being think, that... I think that's what she's getting at. Right. The, the, the sad part of it is it's the same accusation they, they lob at, like Clarence Thomas and people like that, right. that they're, they're really not black, that they're they're really white and i'm going okay hold on a minute well maybe i mean maybe that's what she's saying or maybe she's just saying that he's that he is a republican and he was planted in this race to you know to be a trojan horse so to speak and get elected and and push conservative ideas not that i'm an expert on wesley bell but his past um you know conduct before he was even the uh, prosecuting attorney i would say he has firmly planted the democratic party didn't wouldn't you say that yeah i i mean <laughs> i don't think and you know republican groups for a long time have and even some democrats have tied him to some george soros funded organizations that that work with you know Soros people would say that they work at educating and advocating for progressive prosecutors, whatever, whatever, new approaches on crime. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certainly a stretch to call him a to call him a Republican plant. But you know what? When you're when you're running against an incumbent and you have another qualified candidate in the race, you got to say something interesting. You, you know, can't go out there and just talk about policy, Brad. You know, we have a new standard that we need to enact here, especially after yesterday. We have a new standard that if Bill Eigel invited that person to their fundraiser, would they show up? So, so. <laughs> well, I think Maria would, and I th- I think she would want to grab the microphone. What do you? And think- I think she would want to put people in their place. I think she would want to give them a dissertation. And in fact, she might have something in common with them. As it relates to Weldon Spring and accountability for uranium pollution, I mean, Maria Chappelle Nadal was on top of that a long time before many people were. Oh yeah, yeah. And and matter of fact, I don't know. If, you know, we've talked about this on the show briefly. I I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. I took the little shortcut. I was up in North County, and I came down Lindbergh, and I thought to myself, I'm going to go on McDonald between Lindbergh and 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 essentially Brown or 170, whatever you want to call it. It, it takes you to uh, McDonald technically sort of uh, sloops around the airport, but you can just keep going sort of, you take a little dog leg to the left there and you end on airport and you get on a 170. But they're still digging up there. That's the original site of all the, the uranium pollution, all the radioactive stuff. And they're still digging. I mean, they've never stopped. And, and that's where you get the top quality soil for your garden, don't you, Pat? <laughs> yes, you you right. demand only uranium oh, laced soil. Only uranium laced soil. Okay, now, and it's time for the number one. And here we go, the number one. It's the biggest news of the day, but yet the least surprising. And that is on the Mayorkas impeachment vote yesterday, the Missouri congressional delegation split along partisan lines. So as you might expect, Republicans voted for impeachment and Democrats voted against. Yeah, and, and you and I have covered the Mayorkas and immigration thing quite a bit over the last week, but I guess this vote is unsurprising. The Democrats stood with with their director and Republicans voted to impeach. Well, not all not all Republicans because the reason That's it, right. Well, I mean, I'm talking about in Missouri. Yeah, but the reason it failed was there what four Republicans that switched over to the Democratic side on that vote? Yeah. You know, yeah, and even, you know, Congressman Burleson who had been on Mark Cox's show talking about this very topic talked about a gentleman named Ken Buck, not to be confused with Jack or Joe Buck, of course, because we wouldn't claim this Ken Buck guy. See, but Ken Buck voted with the Democrats and uh, you know, less than a handful of Repo- other Republicans did as well. 
And you know what Casey says about that? What is and he saying? here they are. No, that, that's not <laughs> wrong button. Hold on a minute. Now on with the countdown. Okay, we're not. We're done with the countdown. No, uh, the the crazy thing about that is that and the mayor. I can never oh, give me the guy's name again. I can never. Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Okay. How in the world, on numerous occasions, can you stand in front of congressional committee and when you're asked if the border is secure, he can say the border is secure. That would be like that would be like taking the police chief are the mayor of Tashara Jones to, uh, you know, congressional hearing and say, uh, Mayor Jones, is the city of St. Louis crime-free? Yes, the city of St. Louis is crime-free. People go, what? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, but the mayor of St. Louis doesn't have to say that. She just has to say crime is decelerating, Brad. Crime <sighs> is down. You know, I don't. Clearly, you haven't been paying attention to the news because it's 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 a very safe place to go now. Interesting situation. Speaking of that, in cities and crime, did you hear what happened in California yesterday? No, what happened? Uh, The governor, who still say some people still say he's just hanging around, getting ready to jump into the presidential uh, uh, election because of the fact that, you know, he's hoping that Biden will one day wake up and go, I don't want to run for president anymore. Anyway, the governor, uh, Mr. Hairdo, essentially sent is sending like 400 California Highway Patrol troopers to Oakland because... Oh, wow. Because of crime. I'm, I'm guessing because of crime. Well, the story last week was, yes, because of crime. The story last week was that, what is it, the Walgreens... No, no, it was the Denny's, the Denny's, and the In-N-Out Burger. In the history of In-N-Out Burger, and if you've never been to the West Coast, or at least close to the West Coast, and had In-N-Out Burger, it's really oh, good it's stuff. it's so good, It's yeah. really, the French fries are, are literally, they, they, they bring, it's like in the old days of McDonald's, and McDonald's in the old days, they had a machine that they actually took potatoes, and they chopped up the potatoes, and they made them in the, the shoestrings, uh, and then they fried them right there, and they were like so good, and that's the way the In-N-Out fries are. So, in the history of In-N-Out, They've never closed the store until last month when they closed the one in Oakland because For, is it crime? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, I'm sure. and and then they closed the Denny's, which have been there a long time, and it's gotten to the point where the crime statistics are just like like in one year, car thefts have gone up like forty five percent in one year. And trust me, the year before car thefts were high, and it gotten to the point where there's certain areas of Oakland where there are businesses, they tell the employees. Do not leave the building for lunch. Bring your own lunch. You're safer to stay in the building. Now, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, on one hand, it's like any area like that. You feel for people who who don't have the means to leave, and you especially feel for children who are raised in that environment. Everybody else who has access to a car or has two legs, you have to question their sanity of why they're staying there. Well, and you have to look at, and, and for those of you who don't know the geography, Oakland is on one side of the bay from San Francisco, mm-hmm. okay? You've got essentially three major areas out there. You've got San Jose, Oakland, and San Francisco, which are essentially all sort of like within the same, uh, it, it, I, what would be the analogy? It would be like San Francisco would be like downtown St. Louis, and and uh, wouldn't like uh, San Jose be like Fenton, and, and uh, Oakland would be like, like, Essentially, St. Charles County. Wouldn't that be sort of like the same yeah, layout? Yeah, I mean, I would compare Oakland to St. Louis to East St. Louis, Illinois. But if you want to be geographical about it, yeah, I guess we could compare it to St. Charles County. Well, once upon a time, um, you know, very nice area, and it's really gone downhill. And to the point where, first off, you lost the Raiders. They left Oakland, and they're now yep. in Las Vegas. And the A's, the Oakland A's, are not too far behind them. They're going to build a new ballpark out there and, and play baseball out in Las Vegas. So you think we have problems with losing uh, two NFL teams the Cardinals and then the Rams, they lost both 
I don't. Is there is there a basketball team in Oakland? I don't think there is. Um, is there? No. The Golden no, State Warriors. They don't have. Uh, Golden State plays in Sacramento. That's I what think. I thought. Okay, and and which I'm not a basketball. Which fan, is the but... team that plays in 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 San Francisco? Is that is that the? Yeah, let me look. Um, it... Yeah, I'm guessing Golden State plays in. Uh, where I'm, <laughs> this shows how little I know about. Well, you basketball. and I are not big basketball. Are we not sports fans in general? You're a sports fan, but but not necessarily in basketball because we they play in they play in. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, they play in San Francisco. I don't know why I thought they played in in Sacramento. Okay, the Kings play in Sacramento. Sacramento Kings. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, interesting stuff. Okay, that's the top three. And next break, should we talk about Tracy? <laughs> yeah, if you want to, for sure. We're getting, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why, why we wouldn't. I mean, we're getting some increased, and and part of it is, maybe this is this sort of like this is unintended, but part of it is apparently, they're paying attention to John's social media posts, and they're paying attention to me talking about them on the air because I, I'm going like I don't quite understand this whole thing, you know. I mean, you know, once again, I'm to the point where, um, you know, it's funny. I read something yesterday. Um, you know, once again, me being the YouTube guy, and I can't remember which one of the, these car guys I follow. I follow these car guys. And one of the comments was made in the comments section. I think it's great how he cross-promotes his, competi- his competing YouTube channels. And that's what I say all the time. Yeah, yeah. I say, look, you want to hear a guy who's uh, wound a little bit tight, too tight at times? And that's Jamie Allman. Go listen to Jamie yeah. Allman. You, <laughs> and it's great, and you're going to well, be entertained, and yes, you're going to love it. He's great. He's you, fantastic. You want to have a guy who is like Mr. On Top of Things and always sounds like he's a friendly kind of guy, never seems like he gets mad at anybody? That's Mark Cox. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I yeah. mean, once again, these are people who are right now on the air. If you're driving around in your car or listening online, you can punch a button away from us and go to them and say, well, you know, these guys are and better than Brenda. Right. And, and I have, I have. In the next break, we'll talk about this. I think this just has a lot to do with personal, and I'm not talking about Tracy necessarily, but we can get into that of per, of personal and professional insecurity. If you're so worried about what somebody else is doing, or that somebody else might be criticizing you, like what? I think that says a lot about your own view of yourself. Yeah, I guess. Okay, we'll have to, we'll take a break at seven twenty one. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?